We all do it. We scroll through our feeds, seeing people who have been in and out of our lives. We see their causes, beliefs, and sometimes even a moral compass, show-offs. I don't know about you, but I'm interested in the story behind the pictures. I think it's time to have a conversation. Guest this week is an intelligent and funny person. I love the way that she speaks so eloquently when she has a thought and that she needs to share with people that are on her Instagram. <laughs> I could listen to her all day long. <laughs> um, I love that she feels things so deeply and with all those incredible attributes, it's no wonder that she's able to have a vibrant career and be a good mom and have a great marriage and, and, and be a wife and show up. And you're so many more things than just that. So welcome, Jackie. <laughs> I thank, thank you, you for thank coming you. on. Yeah, thank you for coming on and for for being open to coming on because you have quite the story as well. <laughs> I do, I do. And I just want to say that thank you for inviting me because being on a podcast was on my bucket list. So I've already crossed something off. I'm a big podcast junkie and I've always oh, wanted to be on. So, so cool. yeah, it's really exciting. <laughs> it's a typical day in your life like right now. Yeah, yeah. So right now my life is, um, I, I'm not even going to say organized chaos at this point because it's, it's the most unorganized it's ever been. So part of my, um, part, part of me, I guess, mm-hmm. is having really, um, and I've had it my whole life, um, pretty serious anxiety. And so one of the ways that I've always kind of, or that I have found as I, I started really tackling that was. I need some level of organization to keep that anxiety in check. And my husband and I sold our home a few months ago when the market was really high. Um, We had bought our house when the market was really low right after the recession Mm -hmm. or in the peak of the recession, I should say. And so um, I work in real estate and wanted to seize, seize the market. So we took a leap of faith. We sold our house and um, moved in with my in-laws. And that's oh, where wow. I am. We, we close on our new house in seven days. Thankfully. Oh um, <laughs> I have oh, wonderful, wonderful in-laws, but this lack of routine has been. Um, oh, it throws everything off. Everything. It throws <laughs> everything, everything. And so right now I don't really, my days are varying each day. You know, I, mm-hmm. my husband, my daughter and I are living in the, the basement of my in-laws house. So there's no set bedtime anymore. <laughs> there's, you know, it's whenever the house gets quiet. I, um, our teenage son has the guest room upstairs. So uh, he has a sense of routine. I don't, but you know, I, I, I have a 11 month old daughter. So yeah. my night sleep is very interrupted and I get up about six with her and start, you know, a morning Feeding, I do my very best to get her back down for a little bit so she's not super crabby and then get myself together as much as I possibly can. And I head out for the door and I, I go to I go to the office some days. Some days I get to work from home, which is great in my pajamas. Um, yeah. and I so I work full time. Um, like I said, real estate. Um I'm a product owner, so my job is to bridge the gap between technology and the business. Okay. And try to keep things um, competitive and marketable and really to improve processes and workflow. Mm-hmm. 
So I do that. I get to think a lot and talk to some really great people um, during my day. And then um, I usually am listening to some type of podcast or mm-hmm. audiobook on stress. And then I dive right back into mommy duties. And so um, living with my in-laws, you know, I'm um, trying to keep a sense of, of skill in the kitchen and cooking and creating, that's kind of my decompressor. So creating dinner for my family, it's the way I show love to people by feeding them. And so, mm-hmm. um, feeding, feeding people and, you know, bath time and bedtime routines and whatever semblance we the can hang on to yeah. <laughs> the mom duty, whatever I, my, my grasp of whatever routine I can possibly have right now. So I am just and you're um, very much new- looking forward to it. Yeah, and you're in such a unique situation on top of an already unique situation that you just described because um, I don't know if anybody else who's listening caught on to the age difference <laughs> between <Yes. laughs> between your kids. So talk to me a little bit about that because that's got to be weird. Like you've done it, but it's been a while and now you're back into it and you're working full time and you're doing all these things and oh, talk to me about it. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really, really different this time around. And to be completely honest, it's created this really kind of complicated emotion um, it, um, that I'm, I'm, I'm moving through right now. So okay. I had my son when I was 17 years old. Um, I got pregnant right after my 17th birthday, and I had been with his dad. Um, his dad was a little bit older than me um, by a few years, and... Um, I, I, when I was a teenager, like I said, I've struggled with anxiety my entire life, but I was like a lot of teenagers really struggling with the hormones and the, you're not in, not a child and depression and anxiety. And, um, it's a weird, I probably didn't make so, yeah. <laughs> it's a really, it's a really hard stage. And now watching my son go through it, I have so much sympathy mm-hmm. For those years, you could not pay me enough money to go back to that time. And, and so I, I made some choices that probably weren't, not probably, they weren't the greatest. But okay. um, I ended up getting pregnant at 17. And I just knew um, I was meant to have him. And okay. it was never a question for me of whether or not I wanted to end my pregnancy or him up for adoption. Um, I knew I wanted to keep it. There's no, there's, there's no judgment on my part for anybody with decisions. I just knew that for me, feel that he was what he was going to write my course, if that makes sense. And so, um, I gave birth right before I turned 18 years old. Um, so my senior year in school and I had in school, obviously, and so I really started studying and trying to get caught up so I can graduate and need a life for this little person that I, I made. And um, his and I, it didn't work out, which is not really a surprise at that age. Um, yeah. Some people it does, I think most commonly, you know, it doesn't work out. And so very, you know, a year old, uh, I'm started uh, out my life as, you know, 18-year-old, 19-year-old single mother of this wonderful little boy. And That's a lot. Thing, what was so so different is, is when you're that age and you have child, you're still child yourself. You're still growing and 
figuring out who you are. And so I, I, I grew with my son. We <laughs> grew up together. Um, and I'm, I'm very proud of the, the young man that he has turned into. Uh, he's such a sweet and kind, compassionate um, 16 year old young man. He just, he, he's so wonderful and he feels so big. Mm-hmm. And um, now I have wonderful little 11 month old little girl and I'm so much more mentally prepared and I'm in such a different place in my life. And so my, my experiences with them is so different. You know, when I was really trying to figure things out with him, I was trying to figure out who I was, how do I, I can barely take care of myself. How do I take care of this person? And so um, with her, it's very different. You know, I, I don't really remember um, not that I don't remember him at that age, but everything is so different. The rules are different. The the guidelines yeah. are different. It's 16 years is a long time. So I get to, I feel very much like I'm doing it all over. I, I'm doing it for the first time, mm-hmm. even though I'm not doing it for the first time. And this time I'm married with this wonderful husband and I get to experience seeing um, this, you know, this bond between my husband and my daughter and it, you know, it's such a, it's not as tumultuous as things were with my, with my son. And so it's, it's really been, it's really been such a emotional thing for me to look at the differences and to be present for her in different ways that I couldn't be for my son when he was little, but I show up and I'm present for him now. It's, it's, it's very, um, it's hard not to I don't compare. know how to describe it. it. Yeah. It's um it's beautiful, both in their own unique, wonderful ways. And I don't have really any wisdom that I brought forward. I mean I will when she's a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, but from his young years to her, I really do get to experience this all over again. And I'm so much um I'm so much more healthy mentally and spiritually and you know, I've come into my own in my 30s versus being a teenager. It's really just been so cool. And seeing the two of them, um, so his aunt and mm-hmm. him uh, have a 15-year age difference. And oh my gosh. him and my daughter have a 15-year age difference. Yeah. And so he's really looking forward to being for her what his aunt has been for him that that's a special um, relationship that's really yeah yeah that person that she can turn to for guidance and advice and how to navigate mom and how to navigate dad and absolutely you know have a confidant with you know so much more wisdom and so many more years ahead I think they're going to have a really unique and special relationship because of the age difference yeah no, I could, I could see that for sure. You said like you knew more going into this. I know you said that you felt more prepared going into having a second child than you did the first time, obviously because of where you were at in your life. But did you yeah. still, did you, was there still a part of you that was just like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this again? Did you, did you anticipate it being oh differently? So you move forward differently or were you just like, what the heck, that same panic? <laughs> My husband and I looked at each other and went, we're three years away from being three. 
And we just signed up for another 18 years. <laughs> yeah. Have we lost our minds? Oh my gosh. Um, I didn't really think that I was, I was good. I didn't really, uh, we've been together for a very long time. And I just had thought that if it hadn't happened by now, that it probably wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. So we were mentally going down this path of three years, we're going to be kid free. You know, I'm going to be 35 being kid free. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a normal 20s. You know, I didn't go yeah. to college. I didn't go out. I mean, I still went out and enjoyed my friends, but it was my 20s was very different than yeah, completely different a lot of other people's 20s. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be 35 and I'm going to be kid free for the first time in, you know, my entire adult life. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were, you know, we're talking about doing this through hike on the Appalachian Trail or maybe living oh, out wow. of an RV for a while and you may be trying to, you know, move to a different state, go live in Colorado, you know, really kind of planning out what this next chapter of our life was going to be. And then I got pregnant and, um, you know, quick pivot to a completely new chapter in our life, um, which we were so excited for, but I was utterly panicked (laughs) about, about, am I prepared, even though I'm you know, this much older and I feel like I'm wiser, but am I really wiser? Do I really yeah, oh, know yeah. anything more? Um, oh my gosh, everything has changed and it's so different. And, you know, there was this real sense of fear over, over starting all over again, signing up for diapers. And, yeah. and not only that, but having this young toddler and then having to send, you know, my son off to college. Those are two very expensive things, you right. know? Yeah. And how am I going to, how am I financially going to balance this? How am I going to get my eldest, you know, into a good school and help him through college or financially getting on his feet, getting into his own apartment and then having, you know, just starting all over again with this, this young little one and, you know, paying for daycare, which isn't cheap. And I think that no matter where you're at in life, that fear is going to be there when you're having kids and whether it's your first kid, your second kid, or your third kid, yeah. I mean, maybe by number five, you stop being worried, but I, I don't know. Each, I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> I think with each one, it's a different, it's a different worry because yeah. now there's more mouths to feed or there's, you know, do we have enough space? We lived in a very small um, cute little rambler that was perfect for the three of us but mm-hmm. all of a sudden with her coming along it was like well we we don't have room we have to go out and buy a new house you know so there's another yeah. expense and and means. um how do you balance all of that you know that's kind of been this year has been a really expanding expanding year for for me that's for sure what so, kick-started that was it one pivotal thing a culmination of things um I think getting pregnant really kick-started that. So um, right before I found out I was pregnant, I was slipping pretty far backwards in my um, my mental health and my ability to deal with my anxiety. And I started feeling those familiar pangs of depression, which was really uncommon for me because, or really weird for me because it was, um, it was springtime. Okay. And I... I have seasonal affective disorder. And so um, usually I don't feel that way when it's bright and shiny and nature is blooming. 
um, it's when it gets short days, cold, dark, and, and, you know, and, and gray. Um, and that's hard being in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and so I knew something was, was off and I started going to therapy and um, I think it's just always that if you can afford access to mental health care, I can never like not, I can't encourage people to do it enough. If you can afford it, not everyone can. Right. Um, but I went to a few sessions just to resharpen the tools in my tool belt. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, so I started focusing on that and then, and then I got, I was thinking about going on some medication. Okay. Um, and then I got pregnant and I didn't, you know, I didn't want to be on medication while I was pregnant because my, my issues are not so severe that I didn't, I didn't feel like I could, you know, not manage it. So anyways, I, you like, I got, that's your self-diagnosis of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know, and, and in talking with my therapist and no, no, I, I like that. Yeah. I was just trying to say like, is that where your headspace was with like, you didn't think that you were that bad or you needed yep. to be on something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah definitely. And, yeah. and we had, we were trying out some different techniques um, to calm my anxiety down to get me back to a place of, you know, not racing heart um, or racing thoughts and rapid heartbeats and, and it was working. Mm-hmm. And so when I got pregnant, I, you know, I really just kind of dug into that's not, I, I don't want to, to take medication while I'm pregnant. It's just not worth the risk. I'm, I'm okay. And it became this, I, it's like this thing turned on inside of me. I've been on this journey of self-discovery for an incredibly long time now. <laughs> it's a slow burn. Um, but it kicked off something knowing that I was pregnant, um, that hadn't been there before. So I really dived into meditation and, um, more about spirituality and really trying to connect with myself as I mentally prepared to parent a young one again, and really wanting to to make sure I came to the table and showed up really healthy for both of my kids. Um, and so that was really kind of the catalyst. And then it just kept going. And like I said, I've been on this journey for a long time now. So I don't want to, I don't want to come across like all of a sudden I woke up one day and I'm meditating and everything no, was great I, in my life. But I, no, 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 for sure. And I think I can speak to kind of how it felt for what I'm doing, just because, you know, where I'm at with my life, I physically the the feeling that you're explaining of that you knew that you needed to show up in in really healthy ways for your kids you said that so perfectly and it's so true and I think it's what a lot of people are going through myself included um, in my personal story and I physically felt like a shift in me and where I needed my attention to go it wasn't just like a like you said a wake up one day and you know, you're this new person, but you feel that you need your a big mm-hmm. shifts coming in your life and it's going to change the trajectory of your life for the next however long, you know, but you can, you yeah. can feel it. And that's when it you starts making it. sense and you know that you have to do this. Yeah. And that's what 2018 has really brought me. So mm-hmm. um, I had my daughter um, in the beginning of January so 2017, I was pregnant and I was really focusing on myself. I was really focusing inward and just getting mentally healthy. I was doing yoga. I was meditating. I was reading a lot. Um, I was enjoying the downtime while I had it resting as much as I could, just 
trying to prepare for this, like I said, this next chapter, this next season that was coming. Mm -hmm. And 2018 has brought me so much uncomfortableness. And it's been such a gift because I've always ran away from being uncomfortable, whether Mm -hmm. it was um, in my relationships, being uncomfortable with myself, I would avoid dealing with those things that would make me uncomfortable. And I didn't do that this year. I really learned to sit in being uncomfortable and getting okay with being uncomfortable from navigating the changing um, dynamic of our, of my marriage, having yeah. a young child and figuring out this new I, I call it, I call it a season. So that you'll hear that a lot. This no, I love that. Yeah. In our, in our life. Um, my career has really been, um, it's changed a lot. So what I do has changed a lot in this past year. The company that I work for has changed a lot. Um, it's brought in, it's brought some uncomfortable moments and, mm-hmm. um, I've been waking up to, social issues, to racial um, injustices, to equality, to feminism, to spirituality, and just really um, paying more attention and getting uncomfortable with my lack of attention historically, my lack of attention, my avoidance, and just sitting in all of those emotions and pushing myself to, life is not going to be comfortable every second. So get comfortable being uncomfortable um I'll never forget it was when everything in Minnesota happened with Philando mm -hmm. and that really shook you up and I remember you posting a lot about it and um the video was viral I think on like Facebook and everywhere obviously at the time and I remember making a comment of like, I can't even watch it. And you, it was so great to see one, a white woman, you know, like coming forward mm-hmm. and saying something and someone who's actually living it because you're from there and you live there and you raise your family there and saying like, no, I remember you said to me like, no, Cal, you need to watch it, force yourself to watch it so that you understand yep. it. And I just, I like that because these different topics that you've been talking about that you've been trying to work through, you, you've been very open about it. Um, in sharing how you feel on things. And I respect that a lot. I think it's really cool. I try to live my life authentically. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I mean by that is not only in person, but you've probably heard the quote before. um, Oh gosh, what is it? I'm going to draw a blank now, but don't, (laughs) don't judge your story based upon someone's or don't judge your behind the scenes based upon someone's highlight reel. Yes. And I think with, with the creation of social media, we are only seeing people's highlights. Mm -hmm. You know, we're only seeing the best moments that people truly, you know, that they're the cure it's curated sharing. It's what they want to show. And that's fine. That's totally fine. You know, only share what you're comfortable with. But for me, um, that's not real. And yeah, it doesn't feel right to you. Yeah. I'm really messy. (laughs) I lose things constantly. I'm chaotic. I'm a mess. I'm striving to be the best person I can be. I'm a, you know, I'm feel big, big emotions, big moods. And Mm -hmm. I don't want 
to ever give a perception that my life is something that it's, you know, it's not. I'm deeply flawed, learning about all kinds of things and wanting to to share that. I feel like my one of my greatest passions in life, I'm trying to figure out how to make this a purpose, um, but one of my greatest passions in life is just sharing, being vulnerable and hoping that it teaches somebody something or comfort somebody in a moment when they need it. Mm-hmm. And so I do try to be, you know, vulnerable within reason and honest, you know, about where I'm at on my journey and what I'm learning. And Philando's, um, I'm going to call it what it is, his murder um, shook me to my core. Um, And even then, after that, I really did not focus on, um, I did not um, really dive into white fragility, white supremacy, um, my complicitness in in these social structures that keep um, Black Indigenous people of color down. I still, still didn't dive into that, and it was it was really this year when I said enough is enough, and just you got to figure it out, sister, and. Mm-hmm listen to smart people telling you about their experiences. And, um, and so that, you know, that's been a huge thing for me this year too. And then trying to figure out, you know, I, I grew up in religious, you know, churches, Catholic Mm -hmm. for a while, Lutheran for a while, gave that all up. I went back to Christianity for a while. Um, when, you know, kind of left that again and, and, and trying to, to figure out what, what my spirituality is and, and how I want to walk and teach my kids and, you know, what kind of traditions are we going to practice and mm-hmm. making sure that by learning, I'm not co-opting. I don't want to, Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to co-opt things that aren't, that I don't fully understand. Um, so I've died into yoga and Ayurvedic principles and, just a ton. I, I'm a, I'm like I said, I'm a podcast junkie. So <laughs> audiobooks and podcasts no, keep you, me going. I, that's why I love to hear you speak so much because you do, you do the research and, and you try to understand it and you present it. And I, and I like that about you a lot. Um, I think that you could go really, really far if you tap into that for sure, because you want the information because you care about things and you want to do what's right. And I think that that, that shows, shows tremendously. And I like that about yeah. you a lot. <laughs> thank you yeah. I was listening to this podcast th- this other day and um I thought about you actually oh. um I'm gonna I'm, of course I'm gonna screw the quote up but I, I think it was a woman Amy Jo Martin I want to say she used to work for the MBA and she started a her own kind of social media marketing branding company where she supports celebrities building their brand so mm-hmm. a thought about you and your all of your beautiful <laughs> brands that you create thank but you. um she said that you need to find, uh, what is it? The place where purpose and, and passion, passion meet creativity. Yes. 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 I've had that in my office for years. 
Yes. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, is that not the truth or what? Like yeah. you, you can always, it's easy to find the things that give you passion. Like you mm-hmm. should, I hope that people can find things that they're passionate about that make them vibrate and resonate yeah. and it's palpable for them that they get excited about whatever that is. But then how do you turn that, how do you marry that up with your purpose? And then how do you marry that up and turn that into a career? And, and how do you find that perfect little intersection where you, you get to, to live that way? And that's, I, I don't know what that is for me yet. I hope to find it. I, there's so many things that get me jazzed uh, mm-hmm. in life. So I, I kind of, I'm like a ping pong ball <laughs> bouncing no, all you over. Know, that's, that's literally how a lot of my stuff started. You know, microdosing mama was the way to be me without having to show my face to people I grew up with, or yeah. you know, it was a way for me to connect in the industry that I felt, felt called to. And then, you know, that was the passion. The purpose was the cannabis connector because it taught people things, you know, and mm-hmm. those two came together. And then, out of that birth this podcast where now I get to take both sides really show who I am and what I do and meet incredible people and talk to incredible guests like yourself and, and just learn and that's like the way that we learn things that's the way that we can yeah. change things that's the way that we can do all these different things and for me all those those different ideas like it sounds like what, what you're going to just really started to hone in the more I spent time <laughs> meditating on them this you know, it's silly mm-hmm. to some people, but spending time with my ideas and like being open to different ways to maybe not approach the idea the way that I saw it, but being open to the process of how it was going to unfold itself to me, if that makes sense. Um, and yeah, just being it, it, really, really in tune and in sync with your purpose for wanting to do that. And the more you spend time with just an idea, the more you can like keep like massaging it down to what it actually is that you, you know, are trying to do. And, and it becomes yeah. so crystal clear. <laughs> yeah, it it really is. So so we are like I said, we're closing on our house yay in That's a week, so and um, I, I really hope I, I really am going to kind of now that this chaos is behind us, really get intentional with figuring that out. So um, I've had this idea rolling around in my head for years now. I. I post a lot about food mm-hmm. uh, love food um like I said food is the way I show people that I love them yeah I and um I think that I've had a really interesting relationship with my body and food and how I view myself um since well forever um mm-hmm. and as I've spent time so as I was before even before I got pregnant but especially when I got pregnant, I really started diving into some different, um, like Ayurvedic, um, rules, guidelines. Explain that to me. Explain that to those who don't. So, so I'm by no means an Ayurvedic expert, but, um, Ayurveda. (laughs) I've never even heard of it. So enlighten me, please. So everybody knows about yoga, right? Uh, that's pretty mainstream now. So Ayurveda is the science. So, um, like the science of, of that goes with yoga and you have doshas. Um, it's this really beautiful, um, Indian, um, ancient Indian tradition. Um, 
attrition is not the right word, way of living. It's a life. It's a, it's a way of living your life. Yoga okay. is a way of living life. But, um, so you have these See, guys, she does her research. She knows all the things. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, like, like, I'm um, just like copying everything that I'm doing and tuning into what you're saying. So yes, go. <laughs> it's, um, so you have, there's, there's four doshas and the doshas are kind of like what makes, I'm doing a terrible job explaining this, but what no, makes you're not. you. Okay. So you, you can be a, 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 um, a, a pitta, a kapha, a vata, oh and I can't think of the it other one. It sounds like right Dungeon now. and Dragons. I'm like trying yeah. to keep. It's, how it's do you really spell this? Cool. What is it called? I'm I'm looking it up. Um, it is a. Oh gosh. Um, a u. Hold on. I'm like I'm already off from what I thought. Uh, a y u r. V-E-D-A, Ayurveda. Um, Real quick, if anybody wants to um, learn anything about it, there is a book that I totally recommend, which will do such a better job than than I do. Um, It is by this woman named Sahara Rose. Um, She is so she's just this really wonderful um, nutritionist, Ayurvedic nutritionist. She's got such a great story. Um, she went and studied Ayurveda and learned all about the doshas. And um, she wrote this book called Idiot's Guide to Ayurveda. And that's the first book that I went out and bought about it. And she breaks down. How did you down, hear about a- it? You were just like learning about yoga and then it led you into this? Oh, okay. Okay. I should have known. Okay. Okay. Got it. Um, she was on a podcast that I was listening to, and then she also has her own podcast. And so I fell down this this rap. Yeah. We fell down this rabbit hole, but, um, she's got this great quiz in there and she breaks down the doshas and I can't think of the fourth dosha to save my life, but the doshas really are your elements. So they connect to a earth element. So fire, wind, um, uh, water. So kind of cooling and hot and, um, and, and so there's this concept that, that like our, that our bodies, um, should be aligned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of us are more kapha or more, um, vada or more pita or whatever. And so we lean one way or the other. And so there's foods. And so, um, these doshas affect your mental health and your digestion and your physical well-being. And there's foods that you should be eating if you align one way over another. Um, and it's a way to recenter yourself and to, from the inside out, realign, realign your body. And I thought it was the most beautiful thing I had ever written. Or I'm looking written. at it right now. It's really wild. I just typed it into Pinterest for those of you who are yeah. listening and wondering what I did. And all these like beautiful graphics show up that um, kind of explain it in a really easy way but it's very very deep it's very um it's so spiritual yeah it's so it is truly this beautiful way of connecting your mind body healing um and in your in your spirituality all together and you do it with the help of food which yay because that's (laughs) again love food so much and no um plays into what you need right now in your life and what you love and crave. That's awesome. I love when those two collide. Caring for yourself and Mm -hmm. 
so anyways, this, this, if anyone is interested in this, because I did not do it justice whatsoever, um, it, this book is amazing, <laughs> and it'll break it down for you, and it's something that I'm just starting to learn about and just really diving into, and, and so anyways, I've been trying to figure out how do I take my love for teaching people, my desire to help people, my love of food, and do something with it, and so you know, do I go back? right there for a second. <laughs> I literally sub-referenced you today in the live, and I don't know if you caught on to this or not, but I was talking to you indirectly about how there's two people that I think need to take over this MJ book club, and you were one of the people. It was you and Michelle. I've tried to connect the two of you together before because you two are so... I love the way both of you speak so eloquently. You guys are both into like reading and bettering yourself and spirit and, and life and love. And I need you two to come together in a big way <laughs> because I think it could be huge for women. Um, awesome. And it's just of so course. funny that you mentioned this book and how to do that because that has been on my mind for a very long time for you two to connect. That's really cool. <laughs> well, we have to make that happen for sure. Yeah, I'm going then. to try my best to make it happen. And if it's anything like today that the women that showed up for, you know, what, what all of us are doing in our lives, I mean, I think it could be a really great thing. It's the coolest feeling in the world. Like, where has this been all my life? I never really had like a group of close girlfriends. I always had one or two girlfriends. Um, And in high school, I don't, my experience was that it was pretty clicky. I was not in that click. I didn't want to be in that click. I had great group of friends, but I, I don't remember like this rallying of girls like there is now Mm-mm. at all. No, seriously, women are, and I, and, and, and when I say women, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, you know, not, I, I want to be clear, female, feminine, femininity yes. Um, yes. is, is, it can move mountains. Oh my God. It, it's insane. It has shown up for me so much in the last five months of my life that, I just like, it gets me so excited. Oh, I'm so jazzed for you and everything that you've got going on. You just gave me little goosebumps. Uh-huh. Um, so, so I am, so yeah. So I'm thinking about going back to school for like holistic nutrition and oh, cool. yeah. And I've had this idea around teaching people to, I would not teach Ayurveda because I, I just, mm-hmm. I'm, it, you know, that's, 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 just a too much for me right now, but just sure. teaching people how to how to use food to feel better, which I'm not excelling at right now. By the way, P.S. I've stress eight um, every single day that I've day seventy nine that I've lived in my. You're in-laws living now. with your in-laws. It's the holidays. <laughs> you have a baby. You have a teenager. Um, I think you can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Um, but you know, and then I've had this idea of how do you give back to the community then through that? So how do you make sure? So I want to make sure always that anything I'm doing in life is there's something that I'm okay. So this woman that I follow, she was talking about, um, she, I, I also followed her or found her when I was pregnant. Her name is Rebecca Baruki. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't have a podcast, but she's got this great YouTube channel and she's on Facebook. Um, her name is Vex and she is a biracial woman, um, who is in the, 
yoga, wellness, spirituality industry. Okay. Okay. And she's always talking about accessibility mm-hmm. and making sure that mental health care and self-care and the language that we use around that is accessible for all. And she, she said something one day about privilege and mm-hmm. that your privilege, whatever that may be for you, whether it's being healthy or, you know, for me, it's being a straight um, middle-class white woman who's able-bodied and employed. And, you know, I've got a lot of really great things to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. You, your privilege is a debt that you need to pay back. Mm-hmm. And when I first heard that, my, my feathers were so ruffled because I just clawed my way out of so much debt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a, such a trigger word for me. Mm-hmm. But when I started thinking about it, it, it's, it's true. If you do hold some type of privilege in your life, how can you make sure that you are helping somebody who doesn't have that privilege? And for me, the thing that really sparks me is food. And so if I can do something with food, how do I ensure that I'm being a service to my community? So one of the epidemics that we have in this country is access to affordable, nutritious food, um, especially in areas where oh, poverty is, is a big deal because oftentimes getting processed meals is more affordable than getting fresh produce. Right. Or we're, we're losing generations teaching each other how to cook. Yeah. We're you know, we're losing so much. And if you're not aware of this, like go to Netflix, there's about a hundred documentaries on the food oh my God. and, and you'll go down a rabbit hole and you'll feel like the worst person in the world because you haven't done anything. <laughs> and it, it'll it is. It, kind of kickstart a fire to do something, or at least to pay attention and to acknowledge it. Yeah, definitely. It's something that everybody should be appalled at, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And if you don't know, you know, like you said, go watch a documentary and now, you know, so what are you going to do about it? And, um, so how do you, how do you teach people? How do you bridge that gap? How do you fight to have nutritious food? And so I really, um, I think that's kind of where my spark is leading me to is, is loving people through food, um, teaching people to cook for themselves teaching people um, what to eat, trying to, to create affordable recipes, um, eating seasonally so that food is more um, affordable or learning how to can. I'm going to teach myself how to can like my grandma used to. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm going to start an organic garden and teach myself how to can so that I can teach other people how to can. That's great. Um, and, and, and so I'm trying to figure all of that out. Like, how do I make these things that I want to do a job, a career? How do I, how do I use the privilege that I have to learn, to own this land, to be able to garden, to be able-bodied to cook, to have access to nutritious food, to then carry that forward? And obviously, bonus if I can make a living doing that, mm-hmm. but, but teaching teaching other people um 
sharing, sharing that, sharing that knowledge. I just, I want has to live that, a life of service. Yeah. Has that always been the way you've tackled things or is this just more since you've mm -hmm. become, so what was it like before? How would you have handled um, things? I would say I wouldn't have handled things. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's super valid. Um, yeah, I just probably wouldn't. Um, so I've met, I, I've met some really amazing women in the last few years or so. Um, and I just started getting, I don't know, braver. Mm -hmm. I, I stopped avoiding. I became more intentional for so long, for so what am I trying to say? Um, I've never had, I've never had the, I've never had the privilege to think about my life in this way. Mm -hmm. uh, being a teenage mother, I needed to get a job. And I was so fortunate to get the job that I got and turn that into a career. Because mm -hmm. um, that's not always the case. But right. I've never thought I had never thought about my life up until the past few years about what could I do if I wanted to? It was always about, well, I need to provide. You know, I've got this kid who I need to take care of. And that started, you know, 18 years old, right? And so I, I never, I never looked at those types of things. I never thought about it that way. I never, I was very, I was very stuck in the mentality of this is just kind of it. This is what my life is going to be. This is how it's going to be. This is how things are for me. Um, you know, this is just kind of it. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say a victim mentality because I've never felt like a victim. Mm -hmm. um, but almost like a pity party. Sure. Kind of. Yeah, no, I've been there. <laughs> That's yeah. relatable. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like this perpetual, like, like nothing's new nothing's interesting like this is it this is yeah, yeah. this is just kind of it right this You're is just, just going through my the motions this isn't the excitement that i thought my life would bring this these aren't the experience that i'm wanting to experience yeah uh, i know exactly what you're talking about i know exactly what but you're i never did about. anything to change it either right and then all of a sudden one day i was like well nothing's going to change mm -hmm. unless you change it yeah you know yeah. This, I mean, this is really, that's it. Like your life. And that's kind of what that. I was, yeah, that's kind of like that physical like switch, you know, like I was talking about earlier of that, mm -hmm. you know, transition period of your life of you, you feel it, you feel like you need to start doing these things. You need to start paying attention to these things. What, whatever guides you morally, you know, or whatever, whatever's your compass, like yeah. acknowledges that you need to make some changes, whatever I mean, that like is. It was yeah. kind of a slow, it's been a slow burn. I don't know how else to describe it other than a yeah. slow burn. It's been this really gradual, it's like peeling back an onion, you so know, a layer, a layer and a layer and a layer and a layer um, each year. And I feel like I'm getting more connected with myself and getting more in line with the person that I want to be with each year. And I've been on this, I've been on this self-discovery journey, you know, a lot longer than when I got pregnant, but there was a big push this year. 
and I feel this shift coming for me and I don't know what it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that's, that was, you know, the video that kind of my, my Instagram video that started you reaching out to me was mm-hmm. I've accomplished some really great things. I'm super proud of, you know, what I have accomplished, but I'm not quite what or who I want to be. And so I'm always reading and learning and growing and changing and trying to better live in alignment with, with myself. And so that I can, like I said, show up in a really big way for people. And I can feel it happening. Mm -hmm. It's just not clear what it is. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, for sure. That's exactly where I was in August. Actually, yeah. it started in May, but yeah, then yeah, and then festered in it over the summer, kind of like in a season that you're in right now of just really wondering what I can do. You know, it could be a big thing and a powerful thing, but it's like, how do you get it into motion? And what does that look like for you? And yeah, yeah all those, all those different things you sit with. And that's what I mean. You just you sit with the idea and you just love it and nurture it until it can grow into what you know it can be. And only you're going to know when the time's right. Cause it like, it's just like you said earlier, it's kind of funny with like having a baby, you don't know, you know, like you don't know if you're going to be ready. You don't know if it's going to work. You don't know if you're going to be great at it, but you just eventually put, you know, one foot in front of the other and just that first step, you know, just really just breaks down the door to, whatever you want your life to be. And it's really cool that you're going through this at a very similar time that I am. And I think it's super common in your thirties. Don't you? I do. And that that's really funny because when I, when I reached out to you shortly after you had posted um, that you were trying to read that Rachel Hollis book that um, yeah. girl Wash never finished face. it by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved how you were like, just really torn and you said something Um, and it was around right around the same time I was really feeling it in my life as well. And you said, you know, this would have been really good for me in my twenties, but in my thirties, it's just not, it's not filling, it's not giving me what I need. And I loved that you said that I was like, we're going to have plenty to talk about just based upon that alone, because it's so different. It was so surface, which is great. I would have yeah. loved that book. I would have loved that book in my 20s. At the end of my 20s, when I was like, okay, I have to do something. I am not, I don't like the person. I, don't, I didn't hate the person that I was, but I don't like, I'm not living in, in, in alignment. I don't love this person that I am right now. Mm-hmm. And I need to do something to change that. And I don't know what that is, but I can't do nothing. Yeah. You know, and so how do, what, like, what do I start? what do I do? And who do I want to be? And so I started reading like Dr. Wayne Dyer and um, started looking at manifestation and living with intentions and, you know, universal laws and, and, you know, um, just kind of the metaphysical world and quantum physics and just started to, that was about 28, 29 years old was like, plunge into the rabbit hole of this insatiable appetite to learn that I have now. And I would have loved that book before that. It would have been, it would have been perfect. It would have been a perfect starter book to, to, okay, you got to do something. So here's what you're going to do. 
you yeah. know, you're going to, you're going to wake up every day and you're going to, you're going to look at yourself in the mirror and you're going to say a mantra and you're, and those are all really valuable things. Like, like I'm going to teach my daughter mantras and, and like, yeah. it's super important, but that's not where I'm at right now. I've done all of those things. I've learned those things mm-hmm. where I'm at right now is how, that whole concept of how do I live my life intentionally with purpose to show up for people? How do I care for pour into my cup first so mm-hmm. that there's, there's overflow to give to people? And how do I, you know, I'm proud of this career, but this career doesn't give me purpose. So how do I find something? And I'm not even saying, you know, you have to be an entrepreneur or you have to go work for yourself. That, yeah, but you have a passion for something and you need to figure out how you can use it because what a waste. You know, and that, if you passion could be, that passion could be providing excellent customer service to somebody. Like Absolutely. Yeah, oh, it can show know, up for you in whatever way. Yeah, absolutely. But I think so also, too, ways. going back to food, I kept going back to writing for me and I, and again I can only you know correlate it to to my experience but I I kept going back to it I, it kept coming up I kept fighting it for a long time of all the why the reasons why I couldn't do it or why it wouldn't mm-hmm. work out or why not right now or oh, I don't have education for that so I have to go back to school for this or all of that instead of just being Doing. in yeah of just and just putting it into motion like I can sit here and say, I don't know everything about this, but I've learned this, or this is my experience. And you can put your spin on anything and and people are going to relate to that more than they're going to relate to any version of you. That's quote unquote ready. You know, Mm -hmm. you do no one, you, you provide no service. You do not providing a service to anybody by hiding your voice. And if things up like they're doing that because they want you to pay attention I have learned that mm-hmm. this year I will say that I think your 30s teach you that <laughs> or if you are if you aren't open to learning that in your 30s you're gonna have a really shitty 30s and 40s <laughs> yeah I'm really excited to see what I you know come up with in my 30s and what that what who I shift into and who I become because then your 40s is amazing and like this evolution of self this this mm-hmm. journey that we're, we're so I truly, truly, truly believe that we are here to love and learn and teach. Mm-hmm. And that's yep. it. Yep. Like there is no other purpose. That is it. Um, and so everybody has something to offer. Everybody has something that they can show up with. And, and you don't, dimming your light doesn't do yourself or anyone any good. Like your voice is valuable and should be heard. You have something to say. You have something worth listening to, even if it's one person. You know, you don't know what what that one thing that you say could do for somebody. You don't know what type of impact you could have on somebody. But if you never say it, you're never going to have that impact. It's never going to happen. Right. So. And people don't talk about that enough, I don't think. No, there's the, there's an idea of perfection. There's an idea of having to wait till you're ready. There's this idea of, you know, I struggle with it too. Do I go back to school? I'm not trained in nutrition. I like, what, what do I know? You know, I don't know anything. I'm just, but you do. I mean, I can't wait for you to listen back to this and, and hear all these like really intelligent researched 
great answers back of what you do know about food and what you do know about the state of food and, and things around it. Because I think you're going to really impress yourself because I'm impressed. I mean, I'm already <laughs> thinking of like sitting here, like I want, I, I know how I want to reach out to you after this, because I have a really great idea I would like to work with you on. Like, that's where I'm at in this conversation. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I hear her saying these things and she doesn't realize how great she is. And it's killing me because you have a lot, you have the education and going back to school and getting a, a degree isn't going to necessarily change that. You know what I mean? Right. And that's, yeah. And that's kind of the thing that I've, I've been coming to realize is, and what I'm trying to kind of trying to say is that I've been limiting myself. And I think everybody does it. I think, you know, you, yeah. you you don't like, when are you going to be ready? There's that whole concept of, I don't, yeah. I, I, oh, I shouldn't talk about it. I'm not ready. I don't know. Or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It, but why, why is anything that I would have to say then more important than anything I would have to say now? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. sure, I, do, I don't know everything. Yeah. God, I not, I'll never know everything. So yeah. I might as well just share what I do know now, which goes back to, why I will, you know, if, if five people watch a video that I post on Instagram, it's and mm-hmm. like my account is not public, it's a private account, but if five people needed to hear that, um, you know, don't let your interaction with somebody else define you, you're going to have a shitty day, people are going to question you, people are going to attempt to discredit you, mm-hmm. but don't let that define you. Like, like you're, you're good. You, like only, you know, only you can define yourself. So if only if five people needed to hear that, then great. Like I accomplished what I set out to accomplish. And yeah. I, I hope I made five people, one person, anybody feel better, you know, that day. And if a hundred people listened to me, my point would still be the, the same. very exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard because you, you want to do things right and you want to have the credibility because you know that you're good, but how do you show other people that you're good? And for a lot of us, that's saying that I have a degree in it, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that in for whatever reason we do that. Um, but it doesn't mean that they're any better than the person who may not have gone to school for it, but has literally spent every late night, afternoon, spare bit of free time researching it to to know the ins and outs of whatever topic, you know, that lights them up. I mean, I'd rather hear from that person, to be honest. I think that it comes, at least for me, it's, it's almost, um, or it has been like a feeling. So, you know, we all have things that we regret, not regret, but things that we feel vulnerable over. And Mm -hmm. um, for me, not going to college has always been, something that I felt very vulnerable about, very self-conscious about. And so I think that I give that a lot more, a lot of um, more power than it deserves in my life. Um, Not even just with like nutrition or, you know, even just in my current career. Um, You know, I think that, that the world has really told us that you need to go to college to get smart to be smart, to be a value, to learn, to be able to get through the algorithms, to get the job, to whatever. Yeah. And I really am excited um, about this shift that I'm noticing where people are saying, 
I don't want to be $70,000 in debt. I can't do that. I can't live my life. And I'm not saying that going to college is a bad thing. Like I, I I would never, I would never say no to education. I love education. Yeah. Education and even just the commitment to finishing is huge. I mean, all of it, it's very big and it's not being played down in this conversation at all. So I hope no one feels that way. But it's, instead of it being, you have to do it, mm-hmm. it seems like it's being shifted to, I, we're going back to a place of, I want to do it. I want to have this education. If I don't go, it doesn't devalue my work mm-hmm. or how hard I can work or my knowledge about things back to your point about, you know, somebody who stays up and reads and learns and, you know, consumes as much as they can in their free time to gain that knowledge, you know, that's the beauty of the internet. Like you can learn so much for absolutely free. Now there's a thousand percent, like, please, I don't want a doctor who doesn't go to college. (laughs) There's, there's, there's times and places. I just, I, I feel like when they're practicing, so they're constantly learning practicing as somebody practicing, practicing practicing cannabis, practicing whatever. We're all just trying to stay educated on top of it. And I think we do that naturally if we want to be doing what we're doing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I agree. You're going to be craving information about said topic. Um, I feel like for a while, people just like you were told you, listen, you have to go to college. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all. That's all there is. There's no, there's nothing else. And if you don't go, if you don't go, you're less valuable. Yeah. And so that's, that's a vulnerability for me um, that I've been grappling with. And, um, and now it's really cool to see that that, you know, kind of changing and, and, and people are realizing, you know, that, that doesn't define you. Like there's just this huge shift happening in the mm-hmm. world in general. I feel like the internet is amazing, man. Now that we're kind of, Using it to connect and learn and grow. um, And be mindful about it. Like, I think we're Mm -hmm. all, like, a lot of people um, our age who grew up, like, yeah, bullying's a thing. And then it got really out of hand. Now it's crazy. And now there's, you know, it's evolved into what it is now, I guess I'm trying to say. And it's nice to see people who are saying, we don't operate like that. Like we're mm-hmm. in businesses now. This isn't how it's going to be. Like maybe that was cool when you were the boss, but like move over, <laughs> you know, like that. there's a new way to do things and you want people to be a part of it. But if you turn off your ability to learn, learn or like unlearn certain behaviors, like mm-hmm. you just, oh, it stifles everything. <laughs> And I love that like there's like just a bunch of really mindful people in the world um, coming up and, and bonding together over things. I think it's really, really beautiful. And it's not just in our individual industries, you know, it's it's all over. I think people it's are everywhere. just it's happening yeah. everywhere right now. Or at least that's what I'm seeing. And maybe I'm it, sensing it major too. Major. And maybe we're seeing it because, you know, you and I are trying to live our lives mindfully. So maybe that's you know, you, you, you attract like things. So maybe that's what we're seeing. And I'm sure there could be somebody yeah. listening to this podcast going, you know, you two are absolutely bananas and oh, sure. there's nothing, you know, mindful in my life, but, um, and that's okay. And to that, I say, spend some time with yourself, get to know yourself. <laughs> why know do you yourself. feel, 
why the way, why do you feel the way that you feel about that? Have you really sat with it? Is that something that you learned? Is that something that, you, you know, your family raised you up in? Like, whatever it is for you, like, how do you really feel about that? I don't know. I Selfishly, I think this this uh, podcast, now that I'm talking, lets me um, kind of work through some of those because I don't know how I feel about a lot of things, you know? Yeah. And I don't want to be branded a conservative or a Democrat or I don't want, you know, like we're all so much more than these things and I'm sorry to go political with it, but it's just, oh, no. you know, that's just what it is. Like you, you have to be mindful in. We are not labels. The, the, the day be, that we, we're in now. Yeah. We need to not label. We need to not be labels. I think that it's like no one is just one. Well, not no one. I mean, who am mm-hmm. I to say anything? So blanket, but most people are not just one thing. Most everyone is, masculine and feminine and you know conservative and liberal in some sense right you have there's Mm -hmm. it's a yin and a yang everyone has it you're not just staunch most people I shouldn't say everyone most people aren't staunchly one thing or the other and I like what you said about sit with yourself like Mm -hmm. get to know yourself because I feel like some of my biggest shifts and the most growth that I've had has come out of sitting with myself and Mm -hmm. like being honest about who I am and my, my vulnerabilities and my flaws and my, my strengths and Mm -hmm. learning how to love myself and learning how to speak kindly to myself, you know, sitting with myself and really getting to know myself. Like I would know somebody, like I would want to spend time getting to know a girlfriend or, you know, like I would spend time with my husband or my kids. Like, why don't I show myself that same that same gratitude, that same compassion, that same friendliness that I would show other people. And I think that, that when you do that, when you really sit down with yourself, you can work through a lot of your baggage and, you know, and figure out why you've been doing the things you've been doing. And why are you like, you know, I'm, sometimes I'm a really big self-sabotager and Mm -hmm. so why am I sabotaging myself oh because I feel like not going to college uh, makes me not good enough Mm -hmm. oh okay great why do I think that oh you know and whatever and exploring that and really that's that onion effect you know you go layer by layer layer um, by layer by layer until you get to the core of whatever issue it is or whatever thing you need to fix and then you can break away from it and move on and it's so empowering (laughs) it's very freeing. I think people need to be kind to themselves while they're doing mm-hmm. it too. And yes. Yes. we all come, we're all damaged in some capacity. So be loving, be kind to yourself as you're exploring that, as you're getting to know yourself and sitting in, in those emotions, because they're powerful, especially mm-hmm. if you've survived any type of trauma. And we all you know, have. If you, <laughs> you know, if you've got some, some trauma that you're dealing with, new, old, whatever, that you're working through, like, be, be prepared to reach out, like, get support or take care of yourself or get your favorite blanket or, you know, just get a new journal to write those thoughts down. Like, be really gentle with yourself as you're, like you said, discovering yourself and learning more about yourself because it is utterly freeing when you do it, but the process can be really messy. Mm-hmm. And it can scary. be really messy. It's so and scary. scary. Mm-hmm. Because, Very scary. Because if you question anything, that means you either have to break what you are always doing or start something new. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And that's scary. Mm-hmm. And my mom taught me that very early on. Um, and I didn't realize it. This is my second epiphany today of things that she said to me growing up that I'm just starting <laughs> to like catch on and really like understand. That's really funny. Um, but she is known for saying that fear and lack of education is what stops progress, you know? And, mm. and she's been, she's just like, that's wisdom right there. If you sit in that, you know, and just listen, like, what am I afraid of of this? Or what don't I know about this? And what can I learn that's to beautiful. not, you know? And that's like, that's the type of woman I was raised by, <laughs> you know? And so I get to like now going in, going into my thirties and seeing someone um, dominate her life in like really cool ways. Like my mom's been able to do. Um, I don't even think she sees it that way, but I do, uh, just like, you know, like I get to cone in on these little bits of wisdom that I've had in my back pocket the whole entire time that, you know, I didn't know anything about until right now. (laughs) So that's awesome. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, um, powerful women create powerful women. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. I hope so. I hope so. So I did Thank not you. mean to go off on that. It was just funny that you were saying, saying that. No, that, so. I really like that. I, yeah, like, she's got a lot of wisdom. A lot she of wisdom. Said, I, this is her second wisdom that I've heard of the day. She's I know. Her. I'm sorry. I can't get enough of her. She <laughs> watches my kids for an afternoon and I think she's a goddess. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's just what yeah. happened. Does your mom live with you down in in Texas now? She just moved. This is actually like their first holiday here. Well, Thanksgiving was, but first Christmas. My family is really big on Christmas on the side of the family. So we'll all be having a big Texas Christmas this year. And I'm so pumped about it. (laughs) That's so exciting. So I um, am planning on, uh, we don't, we're going to miss the Christmas season in the new house but um, one of the things that I've also been looking into is this idea of ancestral wounds okay oh my gosh okay yes yes yes. I want to talk to this no because I was gonna ask you a question oh my god I'm so glad you brought this up because I was gonna ask you a question but I didn't know how deep you wanted to go but okay (laughs) go ahead So I've been following these really um, smart women online. Um, Name one of them. Who should we be following? Um, okay, so right now I'm really trying to pay attention to Black women mm-hmm. um, because I'm trying to undo a lot of social programming um, about um, unconscious biases that I might have as a white woman. And um, so I recommend them with this caveat of do not show up with fragility, show up to listen and learn. But um, Lisa, Renee, um, Lisa, hold on, give me one second. No. Um, the first one is Layla Said. Um, she uh, went by the Wild Mystic Woman. Okay. Sassy Latte. Um, mm-hmm. And they can all be found on Instagram. Um, and then... Um, the one woman that I'm talking about right now, who's just amazing, um, she is a highly sensitive person. She's an introvert. Uh, Lisa Renee Hall, that's her name. Okay. Um, she is. Uh, she's a highly sensitive, introverted woman. She was in tech for years. So wow. smart. So so smart. And she talks about ancestral wounds a lot. And 
So obviously as, as black women, they have different ancestral wounds than I do, but um, I really, I like this idea of becoming a good ancestor. And so what do I want to teach my children? Yeah. Yeah. What do I want to teach my children? My children will hold privilege, right, in their skin color, in the fact that I have, you know, we don't live in poverty. Um, My children are not disabled. Um, You know, we are able-bodied, healthy, middle-class people. And so with that, you know, what do we need to do to make sure we're not inflicting harm on, on people and making sure we're being good ancestors and we're, you know, we're showing up again, show up for your community. Right. So yeah. anyways, she talks about ancestral wounds and healing them. And I've really been thinking about how, when my grandparents died, a lot of the family gatherings um, went by the wayside and um, my grandparents, when I was really young, were trying to teach me things um, about uh, our history and, you know, our family lineage or traditions. And I didn't really appreciate them at the time, like most kids don't. And now I miss it so much that it's gone. And um, I have a complicated family, complicated family past. I think we all do. Um, you know, everyone's story is different, but how do I... So I'm very of very Scandinavian descent. Um, um, and so how do I connect back to those roots? Like, I can't tell you really anything about my family past my grandparents. And even some of my grandparents' history, I don't understand. Like, I don't know anything about. And I don't want that for my grandkids. I don't want that for my kids. I don't want that for my great-grandchildren. Like, I want to have traditions and stories and have them know their lineage and where they come from and be able to trace their family roots, the good, bad, and the ugly. And so I think that acknowledge it so we can change it. Right. And my family's been here for a long time. So I'm sure we've got some real messy stuff going on. (laughs) Um, but I've yet to uncover. No, I won't do the, I won't do it because they sell your, information so they strip your name in yeah. like private yeah. information but but your information is sold um so for example you can be sold your information can be sold to marketing companies your information can be sold to pharmaceutical companies for research um and i just haven't really grappled with how i feel about that yet and so i'm not ready to i'm not ready to do it until I truly understand no, you gotta how my do your research and you got to understand it. That's why we <laughs> like you. That's again, yeah. I love that. That's how you run your life. And it's, and it's awesome. That's why you're so smart. I'm very meticulous. So I don't want my data to be used. I need to understand how it's going to be used. Do I feel like it's being what's used? Your, really... What's your sun sign? Your astrological sign? Um, I'm a Capricorn. I want you and my mom to talk. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. <laughs> Anyways, with Christmas, so I started looking into like, okay, Scandinavian traditions, right? So my ancestry that I know of, because I don't know much about it, but I know that mm-hmm. we're Scandinavian. And I started looking into Yule and um, the Scandinavian traditions around the winter solstice and the celebration of Yule, which is a long way of getting to Christmas that most people celebrate is actually a pagan 
Yule yes. Scandinavian Winter Solstice Festival. Yeah. And I am so excited because next year we are going to have a Yule Fest at my house. I'm going to oh, spend this. Fun. Yeah, I'm going to spend this upcoming year learning about um, traditional Scandinavian celebrations of Winter Solstice and Yule. Um, and then I'm going to, on December 21st, I'm going to start our 12 days of Yule um, at our house. And we're going to decorate a Yule log and we're going to decorate the tree. Like, we'll still celebrate Christmas. Oh, my that, gosh. But... You need to document all this and then come I'm back on and talk to. about it. It is I'm so cool. To. And, yes. and so that's a part of my ancestry. That's one of my kids' ancestries. And so, yeah. like, who am I and what, you know, what, what? what did Scandinavian people do to celebrate the winter solstice or Mm -hmm. at any other big, you know, what are are other traditions that I want to bring back into my family, into my life? And, um, you know, are there, are there things I want to teach my kids? And by learning about myself and my family and acknowledging Mm -hmm. where we came from, I can heal any wounds that I have complicated you know about my family's lineage and then carry that forward with really fun knowledgeable um things for my kids for my grandkids you know hopefully they want to hear me ramble in my old age and then they carry that forward and they carry that forward and like let's stop let's stop stripping each other of our history mm-hmm. you know yeah let's celebrate it yeah and what a cool way for you to be able to learn about that. And you can tie that back into food. You know what I mean? Like yeah, what a great yeah. way to honor and teach and all those great things. It's so fantastic. Okay. So what did you want to say about ancestral wounds? Sorry, I was going um, off on yeah, you no, for a minute. No, no, no. It's also interesting. When we were talking earlier, I was going to ask you like what you thought about like karmic debt and things like that. And if that was something oh, that God, you subscribed yeah. to and that, that thought process, which I think pretty much answered itself. I've just been learning a little bit more about that I guess and just kind of for whatever reason that's been something that I keep going back to trying to learn about more um and I'm I just wanted to huge know what believer you about that. yeah I am too karmic debt <clears throat> absolutely and the reason that I believe it is because of the way that I live my life now and like I said I'm trying to live authentically and vulnerably and and um honestly and with integrity mm-hmm. versus when I was really um I was really you know I wasn't always a nice person I don't know how else to word it other than that I just wasn't always a very nice no person. I feel and like I, that's super valid I, I feel the same way about myself I wasn't nice because I was suffering mm-hmm. and I wouldn't deal with it, wouldn't deal with what my real problems were. I wouldn't deal with any of that. Right. And so I kept attracting really bad things Mm -hmm. into my life, bad people, bad circumstances, everything that I didn't want, I would attract. Mm -hmm. And then when I started to deal with things and myself and dive into whatever, everything, meditation and yeah. Like getting to know myself, get thrown into it all. Yeah, you don't you find you start attracting better, you start attracting better things, right? You start the energy that you're putting out into the world is received back at the same time, and it 
it's the most beautiful thing. And once you finally start acknowledging it when it's happening and honing into it and paying attention, attention to it, becoming more grateful for those moments. I mean, like you're just surrounded by so much good that like bad's still going to try to creep in, you know, and and tempt you away and to go back and fall into old behaviors and patterns. But, um, like you just got to operate from gratitude and and understanding. And then I sound like such a hippie right now, but I'm just like, it's true though. You know, your, your light changes what you put out there, what your message is to the universe, to the world, to whatever it is that you subscribe to. It just, it changes things. It 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 happens quickly and you wonder why you didn't know about it earlier or why you didn't tap into it earlier. I think as far as like karmic debt goes that, that there's the slow burn that I've had part of that has been the karmic debt that I've had to pay Mm -hmm. for being a toxic person. So interesting. I do. I think that I put out some really terrible things into the world. Mm -hmm. And even though I was shifting and awake, you know, changing and becoming more awake, I still had karmic debt. I still had to pay for that toxicity that I created um, and I still had to, I still had a lot of learning to do as well, but I feel like it was still coming back to me like that just because I woke up and started to think better thoughts or like create better energy didn't mean that I hadn't, you know, vibrationally put out toxicity for the last however many years, like that didn't just go away. It just, you know, it, it, it didn't magically just go away because I changed my mind. And I had to deprogram myself and I had to do, I had to mentally shift a lot of, a lot of things. And I feel like I've, you know, I'm to a place where I hope that I've cleared that now. Um, But, you know, and I attract a lot more positivity into my life because of the way that I look at it. And I, you know, I always want to be careful when I'm talking about, you know, vibrations and, manifesting things and like like attracts like you know that's not to say that some terrible shit isn't going to happen in your life still like you know what I mean like people people tend to have this idea that when you're talking about that it's like oh so so and so deserved this terrible illness or yeah you know so you're saying you're saying that nothing bad is ever going to happen in your life again that's not what that's not what's being said but you, you, your energy is, is drawing more positive things to you. And because you start vibrating at a different frequency, you start vibrating your energy yourself. Like you start vibrating at a from a different place. You can handle those bad things so much better than you did before. You can more quickly turn into yourself to find a lesson to be yeah. learned or try to understand what the lesson, you know, what, the, what is that lesson that I'm supposed to learn out of this? Mm-hmm. It's not to say that, like I said, bad stuff isn't going to, like people, bad things are going to happen. That's life. It, there's darkness and light. There's shadow and like shadow work and, and light work is real. And you can't stop that from coming. It, it is, but when you vibrate from a better place, when you are open and what you're putting out and you're open to receiving is better. And you're living, you know, like for you right now, you're really aligning with your purpose. So you're drawing in, you know, 
things that support that because you yourself are vibrating at a different frequency and you're more aligned with yourself. Mm-hmm. And so when things, when roadblocks do come up, when that hard day does happen or that bad thing does happen, um, you learn from it faster. You can see it faster. You can see a lesson from it. You can sit with it. You can sit with the uncomfortableness more to learn that lesson, to re to realign faster. And it's like a muscle that you have to flex. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. And I know earlier we talked about, um, you know, sharpening the tools in your tool belt and it kind of goes yeah. back there for me too. It's like when you are more mindful, you're sharpening those tools. You're learning how to deal with things. You're learning what you can tolerate, what you can't tolerate, what boundaries you need to set in your life. You're learning all those different boundaries. things. And it's just... Every, every time you, you learn something new about how you can live the best way for you, you, you sharpen one of those tools. And it just makes, like you said, the, the hard days easier to deal with or the hard times or the situations or whatever. It, boundaries, too, are so huge. I yeah. think that you learn boundaries in your 30s. As yeah, well. I will, I, yes, I agree with that. I'm going through that right you, now, too, with certain people. Yeah. And just what you will and will not um, deal with, especially so I think too, especially if you're running a, you know, you're running these Instagram pages and these blogs and, you know, people can come in and they can be really, um, it can be really negative, you know, mm-hmm. um, they can come in and verbally vomit all over you and what you will tolerate, it's your space. You're curating that space. It's your time. It's your energy. It's your page. It's your decisions. So what you will and will not tolerate in that space, you know, being really clear and intentional with your boundaries and same thing with your relationships with people, same thing with your work, same thing with your kids. Like we teach kids boundaries when they're young. There's no reason that we don't, you know, all of a sudden boundaries just don't exist as adults, but I feel like you, it's almost a form of self-care in your 30s getting back to a place of no these are my boundaries this is what I'm going to tolerate this is what I will not tolerate and let me be intentional and clear about what that is so that you know person and if you're not going to respect those boundaries then bye yeah goodbye and it's 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 hard because you think that these people you know have been in your life for so long or it's going to change the way like for me, it's like, if I put boundaries up with this person, Ooh, what's the dynamic in the family going to be like, you know, things like that. Those are all fears, but like at the same time, <laughs> you have to, you have to, you have, you have to, to for your own sanity. You have, it doesn't to. matter how hard you think it's going to be. It's going to be so much harder to continue to live in the same space that you've been living and being constantly frustrated. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to do. You're absolutely right. It's so hard because of the dynamic or you don't want to, you know, you don't want to hurt somebody or you don't want to create. No, never. You don't want to make Thanksgiving weird or you don't want to, you know, if it's a career thing, if it's a work thing, you know, you don't want to make that next meeting awkward. You don't want to. Yeah. Hallmark doesn't make an, yeah. Hallmark doesn't make an I outgrew you card, (laughs) you know, that you can just like (laughs) lay on someone's desk and then that's it. And it's not awkward and it's not weird. It's like, no, that's when that's part of the healing. That's part of seeing how you move on from there by setting boundaries and 
people that are supposed to be in your life are going to respect them. And the ones that aren't supposed to be there will be dropping like flies or tempting mm-hmm. you to stay in old behaviors. For yeah. Sure. For sure. They don't want to be alone because then they have to deal with their own shit. So pay attention to people like that. <laughs> and people, that anyone listening. Some people don't want to, some people don't want to deal with their own. Yeah, that's hard for me to understand. So I'm glad you pointed that out because that's really hard for me to understand. I can't, I can't understand it. I, I just, I can't understanding and I can't understand never wanting to change. I don't, I, Mm -hmm. it's all, it's, it's like, um, someone speaking Greek to me, you know? Yeah. I can't understand it. I don't, I shouldn't even say that because I could learn Greek, you know, I could, I could learn that. Uh, love see that's where your brain process goes that's why I like you so much <laughs> I just think you're like the raddest chick ever I do I think you're so wonderful um, oh thank you the feeling is like that. well thank you I appreciate that right back but it's just it's one of those things that you like you know that you can do better and it's just literally a choice to just say I'm gonna do better than start moving you know and I feel like Everyone can do that. So I get frustrated when people don't. I, yeah. I get very frustrated when people don't show up. For and I think, I think that we get frustrated when people don't show up for themselves because, because we, like you said, you know that you can, you know that it's possible. And so why wouldn't you want to? But part of it too, I think is also at least one thing that I've been working on is acceptance. And so accepting that not everyone's going to want to and that's okay but then our relationship might be done you know if this we might have just outgrew each other and we might be done now um because I'm going to keep going and you're going to stay and I can't force you to come along with me um I can't force you to value yourself enough to want to pour into yourself yes so so perfectly said. Yes, I'm dealing with that right now in my life too with someone. When are you going to yeah, self-value yourself more so that, you know, you don't keep breaking these routines? And if I continue to be in your life and, and always be there in the way for you that I was, then I'm continuing enabling this habit of yours that now I I've outgrew essentially. You know what I mean? Or I can't have mm-hmm. in my life anymore. That's such a weird space to navigate, especially oh, so in your weird. 30s. Because you've got friends that have either been in your life for a long time, you're making new friends, you've got your mom friends, you've got all these different like groups of people and you're trying to be authentic and you're trying to relate to all of them. And it's like, you've just, you've got to set boundaries. <laughs> it's it's such, hard too. So Friendship weird. is super hard in your thirties because it's such a, it's such a, like, well, at least for a lot of people, um, everyone's going through this big shift. You know, people are going to these really serious changes of finding yourself. Some people are having kids. Some people are really pursuing their careers. They're moving states. They're finding new passions, new hobbies, new, you know, it's, it's a really, it's a really, um, it's a confusing, at least, well, I'm not that far into my thirties, but the few years that I've been here, it's kind of a confusing time. It's kind of confusing, but it's so enlightening like I'm I'm loving my 30s 31 like I don't know what it was jump started this like kickstart my heart I guess you could say like that's where it's going it did it just like was like go girl like now's your time and I 
just been yeah. so open and operating from a different place. Like you said, a different frequency than I ever had before, whether it's higher, lower, whatever, it's right where it needs to be right now. And, um, it's just, it's just such a good feeling. And it's I want that feeling. for everybody. And it's such a, it's such a, it's, it really is like, it's these big, you know, you're not, you're, you're, you are putting those habits generally of your twenties behind, whether that's going out partying more, or, mm-hmm. you know, you had the metabolism of a teenager and you could eat whatever you wanted, or you, you know, you had endless energy, you didn't have to ha- drink five cups, of coffee yeah. or, you know, whatever. And, and then you, but you, I, for me, I thought I was really going to have, and I, and I don't get me wrong. I feel like I, I am gaining wisdom daily, but I was, yeah. man, I'm going to go into my thirties and I'm really going to, I'm going to have it down. And it's going to be. Oh my God. Yeah. Stuff. Remember you're like a little kid and you're like, I'm going to be married by 21 by 30. I'm going to be like, you're like, you just 30 seems so I'm, old and it happens so fast. Yeah. And I'm going to know everything and there's going to be nothing left to learn. How can it make sense this... in my thirties? <laughs> yeah. Everything is going to make sense. And I'm going to have no more inadequacies and I'm yeah. not going to feel bad about myself anymore. And then all of a sudden your thirties come around and you're like, well, okay, I've got yeah. a few more wrinkles. I'm a few pounds heavier. I still don't really know shit, honestly. Right. Every um, day I wake up. Well, here we go. <laughs> I'm figuring it out as I go. There's these big changes happening in me. Like, like I said, yeah. you know, whether it's parenting or motherhood, you know, or, or parenting or careers or hobbies or passions or purposes or whatever, like you really come into your own um, in ways that you hadn't previously. And it, and it can force people out the door and it can bring new yeah. people in and it can be uncomfortable and it can, and it can be wonderful. And it's, it's a really, conf- it's, honestly, it's quite a confusing time. It really um, is. Because all those different situations that you just listed off, um, I mean, I can name someone, you know, for each one of those that they're going yeah, through and they're all right? in their thirties. That's really wild. Yeah. It's a good time. It's a good time. It it's is. a good time to be in your thirties with access to information and information and support and, and yeah, it is it's such a, it's such a cool time. I think about it because like we didn't know each other, you know, growing up yeah. and like, I think we would be really great friends, <laughs> you know, now. Yeah. And it's just, it's so wild. And I'm finding that with like a lot of different people. Um, I was very, very, very quiet in high school. I, you know, and now I get to like interview people <laughs> and be on things and it just doesn't make sense. But it's like, that's yeah. like, we want to reconnect with people that I did grow up with so much more to like, just here where they're at, like, what have they gone through in the time that I, you know, haven't known them? Because a lot yeah, happens. I think that what you're doing is really wonderful because while we are more connected than ever, I feel like we're more disconnected than ever. And so why not use the tools that actually can connect us like, you know, podcasts and social media and, like you said, learn about each other and what's the experiences? What have you been going through? What do you have to bring to the table? And we would not have been able to do this. Like you would not have been able to yeah. have a podcast. I Just still how, can't believe uh, what I'm doing. <laughs> how many years ago, you know, and now yeah. we've got these tools that can connect us with each other and we can learn from, from each other in ways that we've never been able to before that would have never been impossible. You know, you and I would never have been able to have this, not never. I mean, we, 
could have had a phone call, but we wouldn't be able yeah. to share it with anyone. We wouldn't but be we able wouldn't to have known what was going on to want to reconnect at this point in our lives. Right. I, exactly. Who's to say that we would have been drawn to each other or would have even remembered right. each other up on social media. Absolutely. I mean, you're in Texas. I'm in Minnesota. I mean, we are mm-hmm. an entire highway system away from each other. Mm-hmm. Without yeah. social media, we wouldn't have found each other. Like it just, yeah. I don't go to high school reunions. So we, no, we I hear you. Have, I didn't go either. <laughs> we wouldn't have run into each other there. So we probably wouldn't have crossed paths. Yeah, again. you and I would not have shown up at a high school reunion. That makes no. perfect sense. No, it's and true. So now, so now you get to do that. And yeah, and I get to in special ways and be selective. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's really cool. It's, it's, I think. I think I, I really like the concept of what you're doing. You know, have the conversation. It's Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. There's something that we can learn from each other, you know, or like something that you've gone through that someone I know could benefit from. Like, you know, like whatever, or myself, or like I'm learning that this podcast is really narcissistic and selfish and I don't mean for it to be, but it's just like I'm learning so much from like so many people. I'm constantly blown away by people that I've never really spent a lot of time with um and I feel more connected them to them than people that I see you know all the time in my everyday life just because of these conversations and how vulnerable you know you can allow yourself to be and it just allows for growth and Mm -hmm. I don't know it's just been a really really beautiful thing and and I'm proud of it and I love it (laughs) you should be you should be you've you've done a lot in a very short amount of time it's been very impressive to watch you should be proud of it you should be and and be like I don't think it's narcissistic at all I think it's wonderful and it's your time it's your energy so I'm glad that you are I'm glad that you're getting something so wonderful out of it because otherwise you know why are you talking to me at 10 o'clock at you know (laughs) night (laughs) right I'm sorry I don't want to waste your night it's just been so enjoyable you're just fine keep going Oh, it's just it's, yeah, uh, I, it's just very very interesting to me that our paths crossed again and why and I don't know I just think it's really really neat and I was really really drawn to you from um, when you first started just talking about the different issues you know you're it it perked my interest for whatever reason or piqued my interest. Well, I'm glad it did because now I've checked this off my bucket list <laughs> and it's 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 a it's a good accomplishment you know it's, it's I really appreciate you you know reaching out to me and letting me come on here and ramble and you know just no I feel like you have so much more to say and um that I want to like tap into but I don't want to have a six-hour podcast like sit with the content again sit with it and really listen because I know something we said um, to each other and, and through this conversation it's going to resonate with someone for sure I hope so I hope yeah. so and yeah, I but... really do want to circle back in a year after you host your Yule um, yeah season party holiday I, what do you call it just is it just Yule or it's just Yule it's okay just Yule. I mean it's it's a winter solstice celebration but it's it's a it's a Yule and so um, I will document the whole thing Yes, please um, do. And um, I'll be sharing that. I'm really excited for it. I'm going to actually be looking into way more than just Yule. Um, Yule is just kind of a seasonally, it, it's caught my interest right now. But 
as I work to figure out, you know, what type of traditions I want to create for my family and look back at my ancestry and what traditions came from that, um, I plan on sharing that along the way. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll keep everyone updated. Um, so or you awesome. or whoever follows no well, you, <laughs> not everyone is, no I'm calling it now this is going to be something much bigger than you think it is. Um, <laughs> you, you've got a lot to say and you have a really strong voice and so um, with that I want to lead into the top 10 questions um, from James yeah. um, I do it on all my episodes I know that you know that um, but I think if you just kind of go with what you feel not with what you may have like thought of beforehand you'll be really surprised at your answers. Um, this is one of my favorite ways to get to know people. So. All right. What is your favorite word? Um, gosh. You know what word keeps coming to my mind right now? Hmm. Magenta. Okay. It's just a fun word. <laughs> great color <laughs> it is it's a wonderful color and um that was not what I would have answered so. <laughs> what would you have answered what was your what were you thinking I don't I was thinking that I don't have one I really didn't I don't have a favorite word I love I love too many words um that was going to be my answer I feel like that goes back to you needing all the words to get the information the because that's how you operate. And I love it yeah. so much. But like, for some reason, the, the, the word, which magenta is one of my favorite words. Um, I don't know why. I just really, really love how that word sounds and I love the color. Um, but that's the only one that keeps popping into my head right now. No, I love that. Do you have a least favorite word? Moist. Yep. That's mine. <laughs> And hold on. If any of my friends text me that word on my phone after they listen one more time, I swear they just do it because they know that I have to read it and it just gets me every single time. So if you have my phone number, don't text me that word moist. Okay. That's the last time I'm going to say it. Let's move on. All right, Jackie, I'll do it. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Um, creatively, spiritually, or emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, what really gets me jazzed is the idea of making people feel loved. And that comes through in so many things. So creatively, it could be food, photography, writing, um, spiritually through, you know, vibrations. Um, People get me jazzed. Mm -hmm. People. What turns you off? Manners. Most people don't have human, like, basic decency. I just mm-hmm. really shut down. Um, holding a door for somebody saying please and thank you. Like, if you don't do that, I just kind of shut down. 
I get, I, you know, kind of turn to just my switch turns off. I don't really want to engage anymore. Okay. Was it always like that? No. No, because I had terrible manners. <laughs> no. Interesting. No. I mean, I never, I always said please and thank you, but yeah. um, I think, I think that as I've become a person who wants to be respectful, um, yeah. that I just want base, like, I don't, you don't need to love me or like me or be friends with me, but just like basic human decency like I'm a person you're a person let's yeah let's human together yeah yeah like let's not be terrible to people Mm -hmm. yeah you did the work and again it's like you see how easily you can fix it so when people don't Mm -hmm. have just like basic basic skills basic basic I'm not asking for much basic life human skills um, right. Like yeah, things that you get annoying. taught in kindergarten, you know, when, when people can't show I, up in that way. Are they teaching with... that anymore? I don't know. <laughs> like, I literally, <laughs> I don't know. When you can't operate at the same level of, you know, basic human decency, manners, politeness, whatever you want to yeah. call it as, you know, a five-year-old, then I'm done with, with, with any interaction. I just completely mm-hmm. shut down. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's interesting. What is your favorite curse word? Fuck. Yeah, you say it with such power. I love that. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's, it's honestly my favorite word in general. Okay. Because um, this word can express excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a sentence enhancer, right? So I can convey a lot of emotions with one word passion, excitement, happiness, anger, sadness, like, tell me one other word that can be used to convey so such a a range of emotions from I'm fucking pissed to, oh my gosh, I'm so fucking happy right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a good one. Or fuck this. Like, yeah. Or fuck this. Fuck this. That's a good one. Fuck that shit. You know, I'm done with this. A lot of that in early 2000s. (laughs) (laughs) That was my attitude. Yeah, fuck this. That's so crazy. Yeah, it is. It's a great word. No, you're right. Such a good word. Besides that word, um, what sound or noise do you love? Um, I love um. So, um, binaural sounds or like Tibetan singing bowls. Okay. Um, really love those sounds. How so, did you get into that? Um, through meditation. So okay. just some light, some, so there's, there's, um, different studies out there about, um, different sounds creating different, you know, brain waves. Mm-hmm. And if you want to calm yourself, you should be listening to something at, you know, this frequency or this megahertz. If you want to, um, you know, really energize yourself, you listen to something at a higher frequency or different, you know, megahertz. And then the singing bowls are um, just kind of have always been coupled with meditation and yoga, um, very just 
old practices and um, I find that they're very relaxing. Um, and then, um, yeah, I'd say that those are probably my favorite sounds right now. Uh, I love, I love all of that kind of, um, oh gosh, what's it called? I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> that white noise type of sound. Those, yeah, um, you know, those apps, yeah. those apps that are out there where you can fall asleep to rain yeah. storms or babbling brooks or whatever. That um, drives me crazy. <laughs> It doesn't. <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, I, am I outside? Am I inside? I can't. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Do oh, I love that. it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I need quiet and like light music. It's so weird. Um, what sound or noise do you hate? Okay. So, oh my gosh, I just gave myself this one thinking about it. So you, mm-hmm. the pla- okay. Plastic water bottles. Mm. When they are, so the nest, okay, there's one brand in particular. I'm going to be so specific about this sound right now. Um, okay. Nestle Pure Life bottles of water okay. are made with this really thin plastic, okay? And it makes this really crinkly sound. And then what they do is it's not in like a nice cardboard base. It's just 24 bottles. And then it's put in this terribly horrible plastic and when you carry it in they squinch up against each other and they make this squeaking sound and I hate it I love how passionate about it you are I have a physical reaction to that and styrofoam Um, yes styrofoam's a good one I hate that stuff you know those styrofoam coolers yeah, the peanuts yeah. or those little styrofoam coolers that you can buy. If you like, if a, if there's styrofoam containers, those coolers stacked on top of each other, and then you have to pull them apart. Oh my god, I hate that sound so much. Oh, I wonder where that stems from. That's two weird. very specific things, and I have such a physical reaction to those sounds. It makes me my whole, wow. even talking about it right now. I was having a reaction. Oh, no, I want to be respectful. We can change the subject. That's just very interesting. (laughs) I just like, that's wild. Because my thought process goes like, oh my gosh, she needs to sit with that and figure it out so she can have a breakthrough. And then I sound like a crazy person, but that's like how I feel. You know, I get so excited for people who are like in tune with with who they are. Yeah, and I don't know why. I don't, I honestly don't know what it is. And I can't. I can't make myself listen to it enough to figure out why I hate it because I hate it so much. (laughs) Damn. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What? That's really interesting. I'm very, very curious. Yeah. So there's something very specific about me that probably no one needed. (laughs) No, I think it's really, really interesting. I love stuff like that. Um, What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Holistic nutrition. Yeah. I would also like to be like, so if I could live in like a, per- if I could curate a perfect world for myself. Yeah. Yes. That's great. Tell me all about it. Okay. So if I could curate a perfect world for myself, um, I would be, I'd be like the witchy woman that you'd come to see when you don't feel good. You know, um, mm-hmm. I have land where I grew my own herbs, food, vegetables, whatever. And if you were sick, you know, you come to me. 
can I give you, you a... know what I'm picturing right now? It's like you what? as a tree in like a princess movie and like a Disney movie. Right? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like I always see myself as more like like the like the witchy character. Like a, yeah. I don't mean that oh, negatively, funny. but No, um, like Pocahontas, her person. That's yeah. what I'm picturing right now. Yeah, really so <laughs> so you know, you come to me, you get yourself you know, I'm because I'm always trying to like, do you want me to make you some shoes? Should I make yeah. you a smoothie? Do you want me to cleanse you? <laughs> and I would, I would, I would help people treat themselves with plants and food. And so, you know, that would be my perfect, um, my perfect world. So holistic nutrition is as close as I can get to that or being an um, herbologist. Oh, that's, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. What profession would you not like to do? Um, I would not like to be so many things. Mm-hmm. So, so many. I know my boundaries, um, but I would not like to be a high school teacher. That's one of my top ones. Why is that? I don't have enough patience for people's shitty kids mm-hmm. and teenagers such as myself are kind of at their peak of crappiness you know that's when the mood and the tudes mm-hmm. and the I know everything is really flowing and um I just can't handle it and you're knee deep in that right now with your with your son yeah. right yeah I always say bless the heart of those that teach because it's not for me in that capacity like with kids like for I want to sure. teach I want to teach certain things, but I don't want to teach them to teenagers. I also could not be. Um, so how specific it is to I, teenagers. I couldn't be a daycare provider. Um, mm, me neither. That's a hard path. A, <laughs> nope. Couldn't be a police officer. Couldn't be a firefighter. Couldn't be an EMT. Like, I know a lot of things that I couldn't. I always find that I know things that I can't do before I know things that I can do. Um, I'm not brave enough. Really? You know? I see. I I totally disagree with that. I think you are so brave, so brave, and, and that's why. Maybe, that's part but of the not, why but I not like run, you. not run towards the fire. Kind of brave. I think maybe you brave are. in a different I way. Think put, <laughs> no, I think if you were put in that situation, you would go through that fire. I mean, I would for, for whatever and a baby. You know, and a million other things, whether it be like an attainable mm-hmm. physical thing or like a process or an ex- you, know, you know what I mean? Like you, yes, you would. Yeah, you would. <laughs> so yes, there are, there's a list of things that I would not like to be. That's for sure. But a high school teacher is one of the the top. I'm so thankful that there are people that want to do that. Yeah. So thankful. And that people, there are people that find passion and purpose in teaching our kids because whew, that's a big, that's, that's a big. big. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And then before we finish up, um, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? That's a good one. I would like to hear. I would like to hear that I was created with purpose. 
I fulfilled that and that I'm loved. Wow. You need to take what you just said and turn it into your mantra for your every day. I know you don't have <laughs> one in your 30s, but what you just said will build towards that because you are all those things. And it's... But wouldn't you just love to hear your creator say that to you? You know, I ask these questions all the time. And so I always think about like, ooh, how would I answer that? You know, Mm -hmm. that's the one I cannot for the life of me figure out how I would answer it. So I'm always blown away by people's answers. And they're very specific. Like, and it's just like to each person and what I learned about them or have known about them in the past and what they say at that moment is always very intriguing to me. I I think it's a really telling question. It's very telling. It's a a really telling question. You can definitely find people's um, vulnerabilities. Yeah. I mean, I just showed showed mine, right? Yeah, kudos. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I I do. I think that that's, it's a really, it's, it's a really telling question. I think it's a really, really good one. I like that you asked those. Yeah, there, it doesn't get better than that. And until, you know, I can't ask them anymore, I'm going to ask them because it just says so much. And I think it helps other people learn. I, all those questions are, are great questions for a reason. It's just because they are. They're very telling about who we just listen to and, you know, who we are as people. And they make you think. And it's they're beautiful. I, that's why I have them on the show. <laughs> Yeah, I need to now go figure out what the color magenta means and why that kept yes. coming to me in this yes. conversation. And that those sounds, I'm telling you, there's something there in those sounds. You need to, I know. You need to sit with it. I'm telling you. Like, I know you're an energy feeler person, and, like, I'm telling you, like, it's not going to be fun, but tap into it. <laughs> I, I, like... I, feel I like, like honestly I, feel like I had to just tell you that, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I was so we ended up buying those bottles of water the other day, and I like ran as fast as I could into the garage to no throw them way. across the room to like stop hearing that sound. Oh it was, yeah, it's really I don't know why it's it's the craziest thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I cannot thank you enough. You were everything that I wanted to do to be on this podcast and so much more. I learned a lot about you. I feel like we're going to be able to keep in touch in a new way and kind of grow our friendship a little bit too through this. It's been a lot of fun. I feel like we have a lot more that we could talk about and that I want to talk about um, in the future. And I cannot wait for your episode to air so people can learn about you because you've got a lot to offer this world. And I, I can't wait to watch you grow. So You're thank so you for sweet. being thank here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm so excited. Thank you very, very, very much. <laughs> You're welcome. Have a good night. All right. You too, sweetie. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. For more content, follow along at havetheconvo.podcast on Instagram or email me at havetheconvo at gmail.com to share your story. Till next time. Thank you.